Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day listeners and hello to Nicole Cox. Hello, Warwick Bidwell. I don't know if anybody knows their real names, actually. They do now. <laughs> We've told them. Hey, uh, no, I don't know how to do your name in a Kiwi accent. Nicole no, Cox. It's just the same. My stepmother oh, was Bidwell? from New Zealand Bidwell? and she still sounded the same. Yeah. We, we don't really have names that get stuffed up with a Kiwi accent. Not really. No. So, in case you hadn't guessed, we're talking to a Kiwi today. Yes, we are. Sweet as, bro. Sweet as. <laughs> Chatter bars, chili beans. Chili beans. And, um, Jandals. And rangehoods. And rangehoods. <laughs> so, uh, we put the call out to get another real tradie guys uh, interview and turns out that it's actually one of our Trade Desk members mm. uh, on today's episode. So you actually get to hear what some of our Trade Desk uh, premium members get up to and the sorts of things that they're doing in their business and the results they're getting. So um, James and Linda Berryman of JKB Installs down there on, in the South Island mm. in Christchurch um, installing rangewoods. I didn't know there was such a thing because here in Oz, I'm pretty sure the builders just whack them in, don't they? Well... I can speak with some authority here and say it's the worst task of all. <laughs> Is it as bad as cleaning the bloody things? No, I'd rather clean. <laughs> Righto. Yep, I'll clean five before I install one. Yeah, right. So they are a pain. Yeah. Well, so these guys specialise in installing right. range. It's amazing, isn't That's it? It's mind-blowing. Isn't it? They've made a whole business out of it in New Zealand. Yeah. Like in a small... There's only, what, 200,000 people and 2 million sheep or something? I don't know. We're going to go there. <laughs> I just did. Poor James. Anyway, it was a good chat with James. Um, good chat. And him and his wife are doing some really cool stuff. Young couple down there. Um, just doing things a bit differently. Mm. And uh, and they're taking the stuff that they're learning and applying it. So always awesome to see uh, trade deskers doing that. Um, and it, yeah, it's always nice to hear from real tradies. We love ground. our real tradies. Yeah, even ones from New Zealand. Even ones from across the ditch. <laughs> Sweet as Bruce. <laughs> so joining us on the Tradies in Business podcast today for another Real Tradie Guys story I hope he's and a guy. insight is James Berryman. How are you, James? I'm good. Thank you very much, guys. It's nice to be on board. Great, mate. Now, thanks for uh, sort of dialing in all the way across the Dutch. The Dutch. Don't yep. you love it when got, Aussies... I've got, got to balance you guys out, eh? Don't, <laughs> don't you guys just love it when Aussies try and take the puss out of your accent? Oh, yeah. Well, that, we do it to you guys too. So well, that's true. It, it goes both ways. It's, it's a Tasman rivalry, you know. Yeah. yeah. True. Cars, all the rest of it, we're always at each other. That was something I noticed <laughs> when I travelled to Unzud a little uh, while ago, or it was a bunch of years ago, was they just hooked into you mm. straight away. Mm. Uh, yeah. Probably didn't help that I was it. in Queenstown, but um, yeah. yeah, it was just constant and then travelled around the South Island and <laughs> everywhere I went, as soon as I opened my mouth and spoke, pretty much they are India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just getting my own back, mate. <laughs> and you're going to wear it, James, whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even though it's not your fault. Are you in the North yeah. Island or the South Island, James? 
Uh, South Island, yeah. yeah. So I'm in Christchurch, so right in the middle of yep. the South Island. Um, nice, mate. It's a good, it's a good spot. My stepmother here. grew up um, in New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. Yep. Was before she passed oh. away. But yep. we did a tour back with my dad. Oh, my God, there's a podcast about that. But we did a tour after she passed away. We came over to spread her ashes. I think it's in Lake Brunner. Um, yep, and then the we came, Coast. yeah, we came back to Christchurch and spent a bit of time there because she, um, her adult life was spent there nice. when she lived there. Um, anyway, I forget what I was trying to say, but you're right about the whole sledging thing. The second you get off the plane, they're India. It's actually, even on the plane, they're India. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my my sister lives in she's in Manly, um, yes. and she's got a little bit of a, a Aussie accent now. So yeah, we we give her heaps. Oh, you poor <laughs> sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're not here to talk about accents, are we? Absolutely. We're here for you to spill the beans, mate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have a chop at a few Kiwi accents throughout. This no, episode. you're not allowed to now. Okay. Um, but but you're here to spill the beans a bit as a real tradie guy. So we we get a lot of great feedback about these episodes, and our listeners like to hear from other tradies, other real tradies, yep. instead of coxies and my own brand of uh, insights into rubbish business. Um, yeah. And so, mate, uh, can you tell our listeners a bit about your business, but also, I guess, a bit about yourself, and uh, and you should probably talk about Linda as well. Uh, <laughs> She's the one that got you in this mess. Yeah, yeah well, she did, and I, I sort of had her on for a while um, that she needed to be part of this, um, <laughs> and it just wound her up knowing. Um, She's not really so, a public speaking um, type of gal, is she? She, she isn't, and I, I milked it, and she was really about to... <laughs> Divorce me <laughs> over it. Um, but no, um, so, so my name's James and um, we started up a, a rangehood installation business um, probably about five years ago, about four years ago, sort of started to actually sort of get more into it. Um, it was sort of a one-off and then we a couple of months later we did one um, and I built it by trade. So um, had did my apprenticeship, uh, also did my first year in diploma in architecture. And then after sort of the architecture thing, I was like, I actually don't know all these things about studs and dwangs and lintels and stuff. So I thought, well, how about I learn about them on the building site? So did that. Um, went over to the UK, um, was a site foreman, um, site manager over there for a couple of years. It was really awesome. Um, came back um, just after the earthquakes. So I was over in, in London for the earthquakes and um, came back and went back to building for a while. And I was kind of like, this is cool, but I'm just not really – not really in love with it anymore. Um, I still do like building, but um, I was kind of like, well, time for time for a bit of a change, and so started to pick up on this um, uh, little bit of a niche market that that sort of came up, and people had some, made some comments. I guess it's like listening to people and trying to pick up on these little things, and um, they sort of said, well, we want someone to do our range because we hate doing them, and I get that from the builders, from plumbers, from electricians, from all sorts of people. And, um, you know, I started getting into it. And the more I discovered that people were getting really terrible jobs done um, by various people. Not everyone, of course, does a bad job. But, um, and I was like, well, hey, this, this is something I can, I can work with. And um, sort of just yeah, got more into it, talked to um, retail and got on board with them because they obviously love to sell a product, but um, they don't want the customers coming back and going, this is a crap product, you know. So um, the most important thing is get it still right and the customers are happy and then also same I guess with their new homeowners um they can you know use their oven and their fridge and stuff like that but they you know do their cooking and they turn on their range and it's going you know rowdy and um they hate it and it's mm. kind of like well you know everyone wants the quietest 
and they want something that actually works. Um, and often it's just an afterthought, the ranchers, and it's still ten- is tending to be a little bit that way, mm-hmm. uh, but it's slowly becoming um, a bit more on people's list of important things to make sure they get right when they actually do their kitchen because, I mean, everyone says their kitchen and bathroom is the the heart of the home, you know, it's the, the, the money shot, you know, in terms of um, the areas in the house. And um, people put, you know, terrible things that don't work and um, are rowdy in there. So um, especially open plan all these days, I'm sure mm. you guys have got open plan. Sitting at your, your couch trying to watch the footy or something and <laughs> the wife's got the, yeah, the range yeah. blurring away and you're having a bit of a competition who can win. And, <laughs> and it, it comes, comes across to the uh, the bathroom as well, you know, you're trying to, you're trying in there having a nice relaxing time and you've got this <laughs> bloody thing roaring away. So um, it's uh, that's um, basically my little bit and just um, getting into working out awesome little ways to to tweak things and make things better, um, little systems we've got and um, products that we've developed to make the roof penetrations 100% secure and make them nice and neat so that people actually want to want to have them on the roof and things like that because we do things slightly different to you guys. We have to have proprietary flashing up on the roof. So um, people go, oh, I don't want something on my roof. It's going to leak. But we go, no, not here. It's yeah, going to be yeah. awesome. So um, that's, the, that's the key really, giving people security. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You guys, yeah. So, you, so you're saying Aussies are pretty rough, mate, when it comes to flashing. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say that. We've just got different regulations. Um, Nicely handled, probably, mate. Nicely handled. <laughs> we, we probably have a bit more, um, I mean, we're a little teeny island way down by Antarctica, right? So <laughs> we, get, we get wind and rain and snow and all sorts. It can be in one day. So yeah. um, <laughs> I, I guess we've got, to, we've got to cover that off, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, each, each their own, I, I guess – I'm always looking for something that's going to be 100%. Mm. You know, try and go for 110 and get 100. So that's always good to do it that way. Yep. I'm fascinated as Warwick and I go to compete to ask a question. Yeah. It's not like Aussies <laughs> to compete over no, asking a question, yeah. is it? I'm really fascinated <laughs> by the niche that you've chosen instead of building because yeah. it's it, – it's, yeah. Bloody brilliant! In short, number one, yeah. but number yeah. two, it. You said it earlier when you were talking, but it was about listening to the pain points and the complaints, and then figuring out a yeah. way that you could fix what they're complaining about, which makes you a commodity that we all require, rather yeah. than you know, I don't know, the afterthought, like you said it was. Yeah. Was it um, when you were in those very first stages of thinking about? how you wanted to do a niche business rather than a whole building business. And even then there's yeah. niches within building, but with yeah. finding this really fine niche that you found, did you do some market testing? Did you talk to people? How did you arrive at the decision that this was the right niche for you? Oh, I sort of really just jumped in, I guess, <laughs> uh, to some extent. Um, but uh, I guess I, d- I did one job. Um, so Angela, um, I did my better building apprenticeship with Eddie Tarrant and um, uh, his wife um, works for Parrex who distribute Schwagen um, here. So they're, they're an awesome, awesome product. And uh, they're, they're a bit special with an external motor and things like that. And um, she approached me to, to do one because she knew that I'm, you know, pretty clever. And um, no, I did one and then she was like, oh man, I need you to do more. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. And I um, sort of initially went into the likes of Harvey Norman and, some of those crowds sure. and sort of said, look, you guys sell these products. Do you, who, who, in, who installs them? I said, oh, 
I don't really know. We just we just sell them and they sort of go out the door and we, we get quite a few come back, people complaining about them and, you know, these tricky ones, you know, that's bringing them back and swapping them for something that's really low quality because it's just easy. Mm. Um, so from there I thought, well, actually this this might have some legs. And um, the more I talked to these retailers, the more they said, God, come on, come on, come and do this work for us. Um, we're real keen to get you on board and try and I mean, obviously, they want me to make their job easier. Um, so they were, like, pretty keen to get me on board. Um, and then it's just been a case of um, talking to, to, obviously, the builders, the joiners, and the electricians and, and all those guys. Um, and people people want someone to do that job because they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is mm. weird. I love it, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Well, I just love the fact that I, I can get into, a, get into a kitchen and someone turns it on. Like, we just um, came from a job today. We put a Schwagen in his place and um, he turned it on. You could barely even tell it was on. He wow. was just like, he was just, just the smile and the, you know, he was just like, and you guys are just legends and that make, that's kind of all worth it then, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of um, joy in being a finishing trade. And by yep. that, I mean, you know, those last people on the job, the painters, the floor polishers, the yep. rangehood installers, the people that get to do the things that finish off the job perfectly. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of feedback. It's it's a nice, yep. nice yep. space to work in. It can definitely go two ways if yes. you're not good at finishing. Yes. And then that's the coating, like, the you know, the final coat of paint. Yeah. And then it's really crap. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's underneath it. it that's just true. Looks crap. So, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, important to get it right absolutely yep. so yep. What, what's been some of the uh the hurdles um that you've come up against in starting a business like this james um obviously uh first of all i'm a, I'm a builder by trade um i didn't do a business degree or marketing or networking you know that well i didn't do anything like that um i sort of struggled through school really and i was very much more of a hands-on person so actually learning about these things has been the hardest I think it's just just changing your mindset and trying to get systems in place and do that sort of stuff um and just also I guess talking to people as well I mean I I can talk forever as you probably guys have <laughs> <laughs> noticed uh, once you get me started it's not too um not too hard to keep going but um making sure that your information is, is clear and concise as well, um, which is always a struggle because I tend to, to yabber on forever and people turn, zone out within that mm. first couple of minutes if you're not to the, to the point and telling them mm. what they want to hear kind of thing. Yeah. So yep. um, that's been really tricky. And I guess the next thing in terms of my business um, is the way the systems work now with um, someone wants a house built um, there, there'll be a PC sum for, say, the electrician to run some ducting, and then the joiner part of his kitchen contract will be to fit the range hood off. And I'm trying to insert myself into that into that mix. And traditionally, trying to break the tradition is obviously a really tricky thing. So mm. that's that's probably, I guess, not so much business orientated, but how we, what we are trying to tackle in the business is quite hard as well. So. Um, still an ongoing process, but we're getting there. You're re-educating, I suppose, and mm. you're re-educating uh, a part of the market that traditionally doesn't like education. <laughs> so it is a bit of a battle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And um, people, some people don't like being told Mm-mm. what to do or what's 
better when you um i got called out to a job which was um actually they gave me the wrong address and i saw that the ranger wasn't connected and the roof penetration didn't meet the current building standards i rang the project manager and he said oh no that's just the way we always do it and um the building inspectors never pick it up and i said but is that the right way to sort of be thinking about it yeah (laughs) you know surely you know you should be doing things compliant and um he just didn't want to have a bar of it and it's just it's a struggle sometimes, though. Eh? Yeah. It's often the mentality that you're dealing with, and they're the people you're trying to change to yep. get to think the way that you think, which is professional yep. and yep. to yep. code for starters. <laughs> yep, yeah. It's about well, that's, that's why it's in place, right? To mm. make sure things are going to last. And that's right. Take yep. care of the oh, consumer. Well. <laughs> yep. Sometimes yep. we're at yep. the end of the list, though, aren't we? Yeah. So how do you uh, how do you deal with that attitude in the industry, mate? Like if you know you guys obviously are about excellence and and educating consumers perhaps as well as the other trades. How do you balance that with the need to make money in a business? Oh, yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, that's a you've got to be careful. Mark. Yeah, that is a big question. I, I guess it's it's whatever I'm talking about needs to be the, or the right information and it needs to make sense. And uh, if they see that you're, you know, credible, if you like, then they'll sort of start to take that on board. Um, sometimes, obviously, you, it's like you're just chipping away, one chip, one conversation, and then then you might go to one of their jobs and, and fix up a job of theirs. And it might happen three or four times. And then suddenly they'll, they'll click and go, actually, well, we get this guy on. And then the whole process isn't a problem. It's just we get it done right and mm. it's easy. So um, some some people um, are pretty e- easily converted um, and some people won and you just have to be patient. Mm. You have to just, hey, you know, without you know getting on their case and saying, hey, you guys are doing a real shit job here. You really need to get us on board. You kind of just got to chip away and say, hey, if you want any information or you want a hand, you know, what's, you know just – just free you know you want to have a discussion or you've got an issue on a job please give me a call um and yeah sometimes it does take time um to, to work through that stuff but then one day they'll they'll come around mm. and uh it's sort of just offering i guess a bit of advice and free service you know free of service and they eventually come around it's a, it's playing yep. the long game isn't it you have you have to you can't ro- ro- roll in there and go I'm a legend. I'll just do it all, everything perfect for you, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, pay pay me now, quick. <laughs> and uh, it just it doesn't quite work like that. No, things take time. As I say, we started doing ranges about five years ago, and we're far from like a polished business, if you like. We're still learning a whole lot, and we're still working on people for the last you know two three years to yeah. be honest. So, um, yeah, as I say, a tradition and trying to change what people think is just. It's a big task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever questioned yeah. your sanity, mate, and uh, <laughs> thought it'd be easier just to go work for someone else? All, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my, my my wife tells me stories. Oh, I was catching up with my girlfriend, and he's a project manager of a or for, site foreman of this building company, and he's getting eighty k a year, and you know all this sort of stuff. And I'm going, Fuck, I want some, just. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, oh well, and he's going home and taking his work hat off and just yeah. doing his own thing. Um, but at the end of the day, there's obviously benefits, you know. Um, I guess, first of all, you know, you, you, your phone bill's paid by the business and you get your truck and, you know, you get paid and all that sort of stuff. Um, and 
I can just sort of go, well, actually, I'm going to take the afternoon off and talk to these awesome guys on a, on a podcast, and I can I can do that. What was the name um, of that podcast, that? mate? We'll have to get on it too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Don't name Jane, the competitors, yeah. mate. Yeah. Bloody Kiwis, um, so they're always quick, aren't flexibility, and, and I, I have had this discussion a few times with people and saying, you know, I sort of go, I'm just right about to tear my hair out and go, why am I doing this? But um, I think you've got to sort of flip it around and go, well, actually, I'm in control of what I'm doing. Mm. And my, my, I'm in business for my family, mm. uh, you know, for my kids and for my wife and also for me. Um, and they're, they're the, like the top of the, the pile and work is sort of somewhere down the bottom. So it's like you're saying with, you know, time blocking, you've just got to time block your, your own time out mm. and just say, look, hey, work will be there tomorrow. It'll be the next week. It'll be there in a month's time. Um, the important part is the family. So um, I guess, you know, being able to go to gymnastics with the kids during, during the day um, and, and all that sort of stuff is, is, is the most important part really. So that's, that's key for me. And I guess if I was working for someone, um, you probably wouldn't have that sort of flexibility, you know. Mm. Um, so I, I guess that's why we do it. And if you said it was for the money, well, it's definitely not for the money. <laughs> so, um, but no, not at this point anyway, I'd like to say it, it, it would become a bit better, but um, at this stage, it's, it's more of a, I guess, trying to strike a balance with lifestyle, um, which is just so tricky because you get sucked in. People ring you up and say, I need this job done tomorrow. And um, you kind of go, oh, all right then. But sometimes you just need to go, oh, my next appointment's next week, midweek. So oh, mm-hmm. that's when I'll do it for you. It's, it's a good point yep. you bring up, and Coxie and I were talking about this in another episode uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Why, why do you sort of, uh, you know, someone rings up and says, oh, can you come out this afternoon? You go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I've started doing that less. I had a lady ring me up today and say, oh, I need you there like, this afternoon. And I was like, well, I'm really sorry, but I, I can't make it this afternoon. I'm, I'm busy, um, and I can fit you in early next week. <sighs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, I'll show up there next, early next week and, and it just won't be a problem. Mm. Um, I guess yeah, I, my, me, myself, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. Um, I like to make people happy and not let them down. So you kind of, if people ask for something, you mm. kind of try and do it to make them happy. Mm. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, the way, just the way it sort of goes. But um, yeah, and, and, and I guess it comes down to work as well. You get busy, um, and then what I've learned pretty pretty quickly, you take on too much work, and the quality goes down, and mm. people get pissed off because you're not there on time, all the sort of stuff. And then suddenly your reputation and stuff goes down. But if you actually just tell them straight up, you're like, "Hey, I'm two weeks out. I'm three mm. weeks out." Most people are prepared to wait, and if they're not, they're probably not worth carrying on with. You know what I mean? So, um, yep. Yep. but it just takes time. Like I said, I mean, I've been in business for a while now, and um, Still learning. <laughs> still, a, it's still, it's still a process of learning, and just realizing that um, you know you can't be you can't please everyone at the end of the day. You no. certainly can't. Yep. No, no. Is there anything you wish you knew when you started that you didn't? You know, stuff you've picked up along the way, or things you've you've come across. Like, is there anything you wish you knew when you started out in business? Tell you what, from from day one, I think if I'd um, been part of trades and business, that probably would be the number one thing. <laughs> um, because, um, I mean, through you guys, we've learned, uh, you know, we've got um, Facebook up and running and we've got that, um, was it the three-month thing or four-month thing? I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the process yep. and that step. Because um, you go into it, so I didn't do a 
business degree or anything. Yeah. So I have no idea, just doing work for people. Mm. Um, mm. But having having some sort of form of structure to follow as a as a template or a guideline is has been super helpful. I, I can't stress it enough because, as I say, I haven't done a business degree and um, just having something written down to go, oh, well, let's just follow this. We, we've got that done. We haven't got that. And we've got that one done. We haven't got that one done. And just working through that process. And then it just makes it easier in your head because then you can itemize things out instead of just going, we need to do, uh, you know, sign writing, business cards, uh, Facebook, website, um, need to systems and you're going, oh, and then suddenly it just never happens because it's still too much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yep. I, I would say that's probably the biggest one uh, for me. And, you know, along with that comes, you know, you learning how to use zero and or my MOB, whoever you use, um, and being able to spell your <laughs> emails correctly, <laughs> grammar, you know, just those just sorts of Grammarly, things. Mate. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a handy app um, called Grammarly. It saved me many a times. Nice, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, probably, yeah, say having you guys, if I was starting a business again, I'd say that probably my, that'd be my first thing to, to nail, nail down and, mm. and get sorted it gives you a clear direction and um if i had that five years ago it would have been uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> to make you feel painful there mate yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pain out but um yeah. no i guess you know if, if you're not making mistakes you're probably not going to learn so absolutely uh, we made probably more i wouldn't say mistakes but you know we probably made more cock-ups than we needed to mm. um but until you make them, you kind of don't realize that it's a cock up. So, That's right. um, doing that sort of stuff. So, love it. Yep. That'd be the biggest things. I would imagine in your current capacity, what you're doing now with the Rangewoods, that yep. you would be relying pretty heavily on a network of people to yep. be talking to regularly to try and begin that education process that we've been talking about. Yes. Yep. Can you tell me so, about your network of people and how you found them? Okay, so obviously the first one that was the first sort of port of call when we started in business was the retail guys. So it's the people on the floor at the No Lemmings, the Smith and Church, the, all those outlets. Um, they, they change hands pretty quick with staff <laughs> in it. So you've got to keep doing that. I think it's sort of every couple of months we try and get into them mm-hmm. um, because obviously if we let them know what we do, um, then they can – tell people what we do and we can help them out and it's kind of a you know it works for them they, they, the person leaves going well we've got some good information we know who can do this job properly and then I get work too so that works really well um, and probably about five or six months ago I joined up to, to B&I mm-hmm. the networking group here mm-hmm. um, and that's been really cool now when I first started it someone said to me just look at it as more of a um, uh, like a, I guess a personal growth sort of thing not necessarily a business tool at the moment in terms of getting work mm-hmm. and I think that was probably the best thing that was ever said to me because I'd say I've got like two or three jobs so far out of BNI directly um, but what I've actually learned from those other people in the group it's like having a chat with you guys now and, and you pick up little tidbits mm-hmm. and you pick up tidbits from everyone um, and then you do these people that you've talked to um, I've been going to a few different groups um, recently and people are going, oh, where have you been my, my life? And, and they start to talk to other people and start to pick up cues from uh, different, you know, interior designers, builders, architects and all that sort of stuff. And um, the networking just, you know, slowly starts to 
to evolve and, and get bigger over time. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. It just, you got to keep, keep chipping away and um, it just yeah, slowly starts to, to come to fruition. Um, like we've got a few things in the works with um, property managers here. Um, we've got some new regulations regarding um, getting uh, exhaust air out and stuff like bathrooms and um, kitchens and stuff like that. Um, so that's becoming a thing that all um, landlords have to have. Mm-hmm. So um, just getting those connections with those sorts of people. Um, and then I guess as well, um, networking through like Facebook and stuff like that, just meeting people and talking and having the, trying to have the conversations really. Um, so it's been it's been a learning curve. Um, so I was, uh, you always know, struggle to get up in front of people and, and talk, uh, and I think that's really helped in that sense too. Because mm. um, at the start they have a, a, a sixty seconds, you get sixty seconds to introduce yourself and tell you what you do. And I think it's really important because you might only have 60 seconds to talk to someone and you've got to tell them who you are, what you do, what you can bring for them and sort of just summarize it up in 60 seconds. So if they run away, they know everything that you can do and bring to them. So um, it's, it's been really, really important. Um, and just also, I guess, helping out other people, just look at, listening to other people's problems and going, oh, yeah, my car bloody wouldn't start the other day. And you go, well, actually, I know a guy, you know, mm. and hoping that, other people will do that for you. Oh, that bloody rain should be around at this guy's, t- you know, place for dinner the other night, and it was bloody there, you know, blaring away, and um, just it just yeah, you just chipping away really at the networking sort of thing. Mm. So there's it lots of networking groups around, so you, you sort of just got to hunt them out and, and find them and get them get amongst it. Absolutely, I think it's yeah. the number one way to grow your business in a short period of time. It is still a long game, yeah. like any kind of advertising yeah. or marketing. But yeah. you're like you've just expressed it perfectly when you say that you know you're talking to a mate down the street and his car wouldn't start today, so you recommended somebody that you'd met through networking. You yeah. know that everybody else is invested in doing that same sort of thing for you, and there's yeah. nothing quite like a personal recommendation oh, to key. particularly yeah. some sort of tradie. Yeah, it's huge. absolutely mm. yeah. I mean, you can read an advert or something, and that you know, you go, "Oh, okay, that's what they do." But when someone just says, "Hey, look, this guy's awesome," you know, cleaned up, was there on time, you know, just super helpful, went the extra mile. That person's probably just going to use you without getting other quotes and mm. whatever else. So yeah, it's it's key. It's really key. So um, it's, we, we work really hard on that. Um, I've been to three BNIs um, this week in the morning at getting up at, you know, six o'clock and rolling down there and <laughs> talking to, to strangers. But um, no, it's definitely an important thing to do. I would recommend it to everyone. I didn't see the importance of it, honestly, at the start. I just was like, what? Now the work's coming in and it's good, but um, you, you've got to plan for the future. Yeah. You know, there might be a little bit of a dip in the market, you know, and if you're just relying on retail guys giving your cards out, well, you get, you're going to go downhill and you need to make sure you can stick with it through that through that slump. Mm. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm interested to know how uh, you've had to change your thinking as a business owner because uh, we see a lot of trades that I guess they go from having a trade um, to having a trade business and it, it's, uh, it's a very different mindset. So I'm just always curious to know how individuals like yourself have, have maybe had to change the way you think? Um, I guess right from, the, right from the word go when I did my building apprenticeship, I kind of wanted to be the man in charge, <laughs> to be honest. 
You wanted to be um, the boss, I, mate. I sort of wanted to, to – yeah, pretty pretty much. So I, I sort of wanted to be um, – you know, I wanted to get get enough skills, obviously, because you have to start somewhere. And I, I learned that and just kept my head down, um, and and got up, you know, through the ranks. And um, you know, eventually, I just went into the, the the project management sort of site foreman side of things. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was sort of where I was sort of comfortable. Um, and obviously, you see a lot of project managers and stuff that can't <laughs> manage projects. And uh, I just try and you know, the communication and stuff is the key. Um, so I guess I sort of always had that um, mindset from the from the start. So it wasn't too much of a hard transition to sort of be in business as such. Does that kind of make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And that's why I'm curious because, yeah. like, some people they've they've been in business for twenty years, but they still think like uh, a worker. And and to them, yeah. you yeah. know, the only yeah. time that they're really being valuable or productive is when they're on the tools basically and, and it seems to be a hard transition yeah. for a lot of trades people yeah. is to to sit in an office doing what we're doing now yeah. and feel yeah. like they're actually doing something worthwhile yeah look I t- to be honest i still do i struggle with that a little bit you know like i like to be out on the tools and that i'd rather be doing that than sitting in doing spreadsheets and trying to book people in and you know luckily linda does an awesome job in the office like uh, I'd, I'd be basically lost without her to be honest but um she takes care of um, a great percentage of that for me so it, it's definitely really helpful um but you, i think someone said to me uh, you, you, you know you're working in your business and working on your business are two different things so if you continue to work in your business you'll continue to work in your business mm. and you'll be like that guy that just is 20 years in business but still just slogging away on the tools um i think the the thing changed for me a lot. I mean, I've always had staff um, up to you know six, eight people, and now I'm just there's just me and uh, one one guy, Josh. He's awesome, and uh, I think it's trying to set yourself a little bit more. So if you have a say, if you're sick or you're crook or you want to go on holiday, you can do that. Whereas if you're on the tools, um, if you go, well, then it stops, doesn't it? Mm. You know, sort of that's it. Um, so you sort of want to take yourself. And if I was to not be at work tomorrow, can things still run? Um, mm. Mm-hmm. And if you are just if you're just working in the business, it would stop. It would grind to a halt, and um, it just wouldn't happen. Like I just had um, back surgery three months ago, um, and I was kind of like, "Well, shit, shit's going to just stop, right?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. no, with a staff member with right sort of things in place, uh, right systems, and well, they're not perfect yet, but they're getting there, um, <laughs> and that sort of stuff in place, then you can actually take a step back and were on the business in that period of time. So, um, yeah, just stop working in the business a bit. And you can't work on the business when you're in the business. Mm. You need to take a step back and go, that can take away. Because I could, I could probably spend a whole week just working on systems, going around customers, drumming up business, and nothing would get done. Um, and, but you need to be doing that. Mm. If you don't do that, you, next week or the month after is going to have no work. So that's right. Um, it, it's really important to make to make that time. And I guess, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it was that kind of comment work on the business not in it. That was probably one of the sort of like, oh, what does this actually mean? And then mm. sort of just going from there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's something as I always work for. Um, so it hasn't been like a big step or change. Um, so yeah. 
James, we know, but you have also mentioned in the podcast that your lovely mm. wife, Linda, works with you. I'm intrigued <laughs> as a builder's wife who works with my husband. Yeah. Yes. How that has all played out for you guys. Was it an easy transition to be working together? Is it something you've done before? Is this only something you're doing now? Tell us a bit about that. Oh, where, where do I start? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think working working with your partner is just always going to be hard. I don't. It's something you got to can try and work on all the time, um, because like she's always saying to me, "You wouldn't talk to your staff like that, would you?" You know. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's true <laughs> sometimes. Um, so Linda's a hairdresser by trade. Again, so no business um, sort of background. Sure. Um, so it has been a, a learning process for the both of us. Mm. Um, so we obviously we've got a couple of kids, um, uh, Harley and Sadie, and one on the way. Um, so not too far away. Exciting times. And um, when when she stopped hairdressing, she sort of was like, "I've had enough." And I said, "Well, you know, I've got a business and I need help. So why don't you just do that? And then it gives you the flexibility to be at home." look after the kids and you don't have to send pay for daycare and all that sort of stuff. So mm. we started down that, down that road and she has obviously learned a lot of stuff. Um, you know, just the, the job booking software, Excel, zero, um, it's, it's been a lot and she's very patient with me, which is, which is good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like just, Making making time, I guess, and not trying to make not time from you know ten o'clock at night to twelve. Yeah. As, you know, try and make it in the afternoon when your your tears are you know a bit longer and things like that. You can sort of keep a handle on things. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think it definitely is is, is tricky. Yeah. And um, I don't know how to I can explain that one. Uh, it, it's definitely hard. Um, but we're both working for the same goal, so yes. I think that. Um, sort of pulls us together and we're like, well, yeah, we're sure we might lose a rag at each other sometimes and go, oh, bugger this, you know, we, you can do or do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but then in 10 minutes you'd sit them back down sort of wading through it again. And, uh, yeah. I think it's a gift and I, uh, you know, we've it's not always been a smooth ride for us in business either, but it's a real gift to be working together as life yep. partners towards a common goal. And yep. not everybody gets that opportunity and plenty of people mm. think they wouldn't like it, but the truth is, yep, it's bloody hard. Some days are easier than others, but it's a real gift to work alongside that person you trust more than anyone. It's 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 a nice thing to do to grow together. You are growing yep. and learning together yep. rather than separate. It's, I think it's bloody awesome. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I could see it going a different way, to be honest, mm. you know, like um, as I say, um, you know, it's just the trusting. Obviously, I know that she's going to take care of it, and and all that sort of stuff. And we, you know, bounce ideas off each other. Um, and uh, you know, through the learning curve, we both we're just following that same curve. So it, it's been it's been pretty cool actually. And mm. uh, you're just starting to see a real other side of people mm. when you get get this, this the screws turned on and. Um, mm. You know, you sort of put in some troublesome spots sometimes, mm. but you just just get on with it and you, and you make it happen. So, mm, absolutely. Um, so even like I, I don't think I could go back and work for someone. No. I was working with, I, you know, I thought about, oh, maybe we should get an office person in and just get them to do all that sort of stuff. So, no, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, no, I wouldn't change it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge and it's going to be a challenge, I think, forever, yes. <laughs> to be honest. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. 
There's positives yep. and negatives to it. Definitely. Uh, and oh, like, like anything, eh? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do, do you guys have any agreements that you keep between yourselves that are part of being able to continue doing it that way? Not really. No, not that I can really think of. We're obviously trying to do things during the day and not at night. That's mm. that's kind of the, the, the biggest and probably the hardest one because mm-hmm. um, – you know, get the kids off to bed, and then suddenly, like sitting down at the at the table, gets a bit old pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. So, um, again, it comes back to time blocking, um, <laughs> making time, and just not not telling that person that you'll do their job at three, uh, you know, two o'clock or something, and yes. just going home and, and doing that work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I guess another hard thing is we we are working from home, so mm. um, the garage is full of stock, and um, the the table that I'm sitting at now is our office. You mm. know, so. Mm. Um, it's quite sometimes hard to switch the the brain into into business at home too. So yep. it can be tricky at times too. But um, no, it seems to work all right. Yeah, great, yep. mate. Mm. So uh, probably the last one from me is is the future. Obviously, the future for you is going to be a little busier with another uh, <laughs> another kid on the way, mate. Uh, but but <laughs> deep breaths. Uh, at least you can escape to work, mate. Yes. That's, that's right, yeah. yeah. I leave the office lady at home and I yeah. can <laughs> do some jobs, yeah. Love it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you think the future of um, sort of building and construction looks like and then and then maybe the future for, for your business? Because um, I think there's still a lot of parallels between Australia and New Zealand in that regard as far as the construction yep. industries. Yeah. But what changes do you yeah, see well, coming, mate? I mean, we've, we've had... Um, a lot of, I guess they call it artificial stimulation with the earthquakes. So we've been writing sort of six mm. years or so of, of kind of like this artificial workload, you know, mm. that's, that's mm. come on because there's been houses that have been knocked down and people had to relocate and all that sort of stuff. And we've sort of come back into the real world now um, where normal sort of levels are, I guess, normal. And then, you know, talking to, to retail, um, especially because, you know, people – they don't have money, they won't spend money in retail, mm. notice that pretty quickly. So yep. um, I'm always talking to those guys about what's happening. Um, and it, it's it's a it's a downward trend at the moment. So things are tightening up, mm. um, which also is a twofold thing for me because, you know, if the, the Sparky who would normally get us to do the range needs that work, well, he might hold on to it himself. So um, I guess it makes it more challenging for us too, um, mm. but m- more important to continue to do really good work and get lots of great referrals and, and keep keep that keep it going. Um, so construction, I mean, in, in Christchurch, because, I mean, there's other areas in New Zealand that are still strong, like Queenstown and, and stuff like that, um, hugely driven by the location, how it's just sought after locations and stuff. So um, I think we're going to still go down a bit and there's going to be a few builders going and, Things like that, people are laying off staff and, you know, it sounds a bit terrible, but um, it's mm. just the reality of uh, yeah. the ups and downs of business. Mm. Um, and for me, look, I've got a, a staff member on and I want to get him um, busy and I want to work more on my business. Um, so I want to be doing more of the on stuff and, and, and promoting our business and, um, you know, upskilling and, and, and visiting you know, more people. Um, and eventually, I guess, down the track, I'd love to get on another person, you know, and, and sort of have have a couple of guys and, and just even be more on the business, you know, do the do the hard jobs maybe if they come up and stuff like that. But um, just just try and, try and grow it so that it um, just can keep 
keep ticking over, mm. really. Um, and if I go away, like uh, we want to go to Germany uh, next year with you know see my wife's um, parents and that, and take the take the kids over there. So you know, talking, you can't go there for a couple of weeks because it's a long way. <laughs> so you're sort of like four or five weeks, you know, sort of minimum, and um, you need things to keep running, mm. or else you know you come back and you might not notice the effect straight away, but you know, a bit further down you'll you'll be going, oh shit, we've got no money. So. Mm. Um, yeah, just wanted to get to to that point really. Um, I'm not sort of in too too terribly uh, looking forward to like you know dominating New Zealand or or you know getting across the ditch and being this massive company. <laughs> I want to keep it quite quite niche and just do really quali- quality work really at the end of the day. Mm. So yeah, that's it. that's that's the goal. I'd like a little bit more freedom and um, yeah, just to be able to step back a little bit, but. If you have a business, there's no such thing as stepping away from your business. It <laughs> so true. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. And as soon as you do, uh, it'll go downhill. No such thing as passive income. No, nope. it's a crock. No, it is. Nope. It's made up. Mm, it <laughs> is made up. You've got to work it's it. It's definitely a made up thing. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the jobs yeah. change and the things on the to-do list change sure. as, as a business owner and as you uh, yeah. um, mature in business, but you still have to work. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's yeah. still there's still time that needs to be put in to have a, a successful business. So. Mm. Yeah, yep. And I think being a small business, um, people are kind of part part of the job is they're sold on me, you know. Yes. So yes. if I'm not um, you know, maybe making that contact or seeing the job once it's finished or just a follow up phone call or something like that, then um they kinda of go, Well, I've sold I've sold you and I've got this. So um I guess, and I think it comes to finding a balance between those two mm. things too, because you can't always be there. Um, you got to rely on your staff, and they'll they'll represent you really well. So um, that's also part of the part of the game. Mm. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So, mate, uh, imagine you've got hundreds of thousands of people listening to this episode right now. Oh, way to make yeah. a man nervous. <laughs> Sorry, James, don't listen to him. What's uh, What's one thing you think every tradie should know, mate? Another one of these massive questions you ask people. Jeepers. You really know how to get it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what should everyone know? Um, time blocking. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you watched that video in the trade desk, mate? Pro- probably that. Um, it, it's just making time for things, really, because yeah. you just get carried away sometimes. And um, if you don't make time for things, they get forgotten, they get missed, and then your business gets swamped or just make make time for things i think that's mm. that's quite a big thing we're always searching for time but um it doesn't the day never gets longer you Mm-mm. just you know, prioritize your time better um and things will get things will improve if you make the time for things absolutely yeah if that makes, yeah, if yeah. That makes sense it does i mean there's, there's lots of things that i could t- say are important but um yeah itemizing time is, is re- really important. You've got to be on the tools and you've got to be doing, you know, work on your, on your business too. I and totally agree. And you've got to sleep too. Well, sometimes. You know Apparently. Yeah, they say so. Yeah. I think yeah. you need time for wine. I always bring back to wine somehow. <laughs> it's got to be some time for yeah. wine. I block out time for wine a couple of times a week. Yep, nice. Hmm. Yep. Perfect. It's important and, to me. And the beautiful thing about this, James, is we've recorded it so we can play it back to you in the trade <laughs> desk. <laughs> Anytime Linda jumps in there and says, 
James has gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember time blocking, James. Yeah, Remember yeah, time yeah. blocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still working on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you're doing a great job. You guys, I'm really impressed with how you guys are kicking goals. Yeah. You yeah, are awesome. um, some of our standout Trade Desk members. You are, you constantly show up, you're doing the work, you're taking it on board and getting mm. it done. It's impressive. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys are around, to be honest. Thank you. It's it's um yeah yeah it's been awesome um as say we went down a slightly different route with uh, uh having some help and um yeah you guys are just worth your weight in gold so it's been it's been a pleasure to be honest thank you very much awesome kind mate. Of well, great, to great to have you as a member and yep. uh, awesome. mate for people who want to go stalk you now and uh, check out <laughs> what you guys are up to uh, what's yep. the best place to find you online um so Facebook um, JKB Installs. Um, you can just dial us up there and if you've got any questions or, you know, if you just want to hit us up or whatever, just you know, drop us a line on there. Um, website, um, jkbinstalls.co.nz. Um, we've got some content going up on there and a few bits and pieces. So if you want to know about me and that sort of jazz, you can you can jump on there. Obviously, if you're in New Zealand, you can give me a call or even in Australia, I guess, give me a call um, <laughs> or pop in and visit or we can arrange a catch up on your site or anything like that. Awesome. Yep. Awesome, mate. And we'll put all those in the show notes for uh, our listeners. So, mate, thanks awesome. very much for uh, for jumping on today. Uh, no problem. It's been great to have a chat. Um, it was it was nice to meet a Kiwi who doesn't just take the mick out of us Aussies <laughs> all the time. Uh, I didn't hear any Kiwi accents. No, you were really, really, really well uh, behaved. I, I, I bit my tongue. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did well. I can see the blood dripping out of the corner of your mouth. <laughs> I, I was nearly going to ask you what your favourite meal is, and I was hoping you were going to say fresh and chops, but uh, and chops. I, de- <laughs> I decided not to. I, I just like that you call an esky a chili bin. A chili bin. And chili bin. don't you? Oh, you a thong. A thong. A thong. Um, yep. You've gender? got gentle, Gendles. and your speed bumps are called jutter bars. Some people call them jutter bars. So it's not commonly called jutter bar. No, so no. Like you tried to spring. Coxie tried to spring that on me a while ago, mate. Yeah. Said, oh, the Kiwis call yeah. these jutter bars. I was like, do they? Yeah. Okay. Probably, <laughs> They're it's, 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 it's probably a 50 50 split jutter bars or speed bumps, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to do another episode just with like a glossary of terms for anyone traveling to Unzad. Yeah, yeah, so we can understand each other. Yeah, that sounds good. Perfect. Great cool, talking to you, James. Thanks well, for your time. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, mate. We look forward to seeing big things from you guys in the trade desk. Yeah, we'll keep working on it. Right, eh? See you guys. Cheers, buddy. Catch up. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.